Hey guys, thanks for being a part of the podcast here. If you do want to see the video version of the podcast, head over to YouTube there so you can see me as well as every guest that comes on here and you can see us live and in action. Have you ever spoken to someone who was completely lost by what it was that you were saying? What's up, guys? This is Philip Sessions, your public speaking and communication coach, here to talk to you today about the second part to the speaking bars methodology, audience awareness and understanding. And this is a very pivotal moment as you are preparing for your next presentation because most of us don't think about our audience when we start preparing, especially when we are new to the public speaking realm. So why is it important to know about your audience? Well, if you just speak in a way that you understand something and you think that would apply for whoever's listening, uh, chances are that your audience is not really going to follow with what you're saying. So we need to make sure that when we speak to our audience, we know who we're speaking to. So a great example that I can give you is if I'm going to talk about molecular biology, I'm probably going to talk to a group of scientists. I'm not going to talk to a group of kids that are in kindergarten, but in a similar manner where when we present to an audience the way that I'm going to speak with a group of kindergartners or a group of high schoolers or a group of adults is going to be different based on those age ranges. But in a similar fashion, if I'm speaking to a group of women, I may talk a little different than the way that I talk to a group of men. And it's not by sharing a different message. The message overall will still be the same. The information I give will and should be the same because you shouldn't hold out or withhold information for one audience versus another. Kids may be a little bit different, but when we're talking about men versus women audience kind of thing like that, we're not going to hold out differently. We're just going to be able to share different stories because of that audience. So that's why this second method comes in. And if you remember, the first method was begin with the end in mind. So we talked a little bit about the audience, but not too much because we were focused more on our end goal. What do we want the audience to take away? But now we're dialing in and figuring out who our audience is, because when we can figure out who our audience is, which really kind of goes with beginning with that end in mind, we can start crafting stories around that. But we first need to figure out what message we want to share, because that's the message that you are sharing that you know you are the expert in. That's why you're speaking to this group. But now you need to know who this group is. So you need to understand who they are, how they tick, what they're thinking. For instance, even though you're talking to adults, if you're talking to adults in New York or up in the Northeast, you can probably speak a lot faster and you can be just more straight and direct to the point on things versus somebody who's in a southern state, such as like South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida. People in these states want you to talk a little slower. You might need to draw out those words because they've got that Southern drawl. And they want you to not be as direct on things because directness in Southern states comes off as being rude. Where in the Northern states is, let's go, let's go, let's go. Tell me right now. I, I don't have time to wait. Let's go, let's go. Like we're hustle and bustle. And so depending on... The, 
the geographics of where you're at or most of your audience will dictate as well how you're going to speak and share your message. And so this is why we need to know who our audience is and understand them. Are they a group of school teachers? Are they a bunch of business executives? Are they entrepreneurs? What is their mindset? What is their background? Because if you don't understand their background, it's going to be hard to relate with them. And again, this is a very pivotal thing for you to understand when it comes to preparing your speech. If you've ever seen a comedian that goes and speaks at a comedy show and he says a joke and it just falls flat. Oh, man, like that is the worst thing that can happen. And the reason why, besides it probably being a new joke for him to tell, is that it's something that the audience doesn't resonate with. And being a stand-up comedian definitely is a challenge for sure because they don't know who all is going to be there. People are just there to laugh. There's a lot of different backgrounds. But again, they go based on where they're at and everything. And they make fun of a certain person in that room, which ends up being some kind of stereotype a lot of times. And But that's how they get the laughs because they tell a little bit of truth in there. But if they go a little too far, then it's like, oh, man, why did you say that? I can't believe you said that. Or if it's such an elaborate joke that you really have to think about it, that's also a bad thing. And so people aren't going to laugh and they may give a little chuckle because like, wait, brain's got to catch up. It's got to process. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see where that was funny. Uh, I get the tie in there. And so it's the same thing with your speech. If you are talking in such terms that it takes people time to register what that information is that you're sharing, they're going to end up tuning out. Or they're going to sit there in silence and just, it looks like they're almost mad because I really had to think about this. And so you're not going to get great feedback from your audience in the moment, but also at the end, they're not going to necessarily think you're a great speaker because they've had to really overthink because people want to be there to learn and be able to retain this information. And the simple stuff is really the best stuff. Just like Michael Jordan with doing free throw shots all the time. He did simple shots. He didn't do anything crazy, 180 jump shots, or I guess 360 jump shot, whatever. 180 would be kind of weird. But 360 jump shot like all the time, like spin off of one foot, whatever. He might do that a little bit, but he always went back to the basics when he was practicing for basketball. And so the same thing for you. Go back to the basics on the information that you're sharing because you're the expert. And so unless you're in a room full of other experts in the industry, in the field that you're in, and even then, I wouldn't go all the way down to, we'll call it the molecular detail, the very granular detail. We need to keep it a little bit more high level, but we can go in and talk about some industry terms a little bit. But even then, it may not happen. I was in a previous job where we had these things called STRs. And you don't know what STR is. It almost sounds like STD. But an STR in the role I was in stood for smart transport robot. Well, I was in logistics. And for other people in the logistics department of the same company, the same group, logistics, they thought I was talking about a supplier technical report. So even then, when I'm like, hey, we're in the environment, we're in the same company, we're in the same department. You should just know what an STR is. And they were thinking something completely different. And so I kept kind of talking about robots and stuff. And then they finally had to ask, wait, what, what are you talking about? And so 
even if you are in the industry, it's still good not to use those acronyms and a lot of those technical terms because people may not truly understand that. They may grasp it a little bit, but they don't truly understand it. So if you want your audience to really understand, you want to keep things simple. But going back to the audience themselves, some of the things that you can try and figure out in order to figure out who your audience is, is one kind of guessing based on the location you're at. So if you're in South Carolina for your speaking engagement, you're most likely going to get a lot more people from South Carolina and stuff like that. Unless it's this massive event, then you might get, you're going to get a lot of people from out of state as well. Or if you're in New York, you're going to talk differently based on your location of the venue itself. Secondly, ask the event host or the event coordinator, who is this audience? Who is your target audience here? So you can then start crafting your stories around that. And so there's really kind of the two things that you can do to help yourself. And really the third one as well, I'll throw this in, in there and it depends on your schedule, how things go. But if you can start talking to some people in the audience, that'll help you. Now, this doesn't help you with the preparation because you should be prepared before you're there at the event. But this can help you a little bit on deciding that maybe you're going to make some last minute tweaks, change up some stories a little bit or the way you share those stories or introduce those stories because you can ask the audience and you get their input a little bit. And then you can be more relatable to that audience because you've kind of talked about somebody you've talked to in particular. And they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like Philip went over there and there's something we talked about and he mentioned that and it makes them feel involved in your presentation or in your speech. And so those are kind of the three things. The first two are the ones that you can do knowing where the location is going to be at and talking based on that location. And number two, asking the event host or event coordinator who the target audience is. And so once you know that, you can then go and craft your stories. So you've already began with the end in mind. You've had some stories in mind. You know exactly what you want to share, what the outcome is and everything. But now you're able to start crafting stories around this audience so you can fit your message into that audience's ecosystem and help them be able to understand in their terms, which goes back to our example of the way you talk to men versus the way you talk to women. While you can talk in a similar manner, there are certain little nuances that women need to hear that men don't and vice versa, or with kids and adults. There's definitely differences there as well because adults have more of an understanding of the world. They've been in the, the business world. They've been in the working world where kids have not. So the way you're going to talk to these different audiences is going to be a little bit different. The stories you're going to share are going to be a little bit different because the stories are what helps you relate with your audience. And so that's why you need to have that audience awareness and understanding and why it is so pivotal for you because it helps you be able to relate with your audience and it helps you be able to craft stories that help support your speech, but also help you relate with your audience. So that's why the audience awareness and understanding is the second method of the speaking bars method. And tune in next week, or if you're watching this in the future, you can look at the playlist and see this as the next video in the series where we talk about the R of the speaking bars method. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Speaking Sessions podcast. If you got anything out of this episode, make sure to leave us a review and share it with a friend. If there's anything you would like to hear on the podcast, please let me know. Shoot me a DM with your question or topic you want me to cover, and I'll make sure to cover it on a future episode. But with that, have a healthy and blessed day.